Hello, and welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. Today, I am hosting a sunset series. We have a mini-series called The Sons of Abraham, where we are speaking to different people from different heritages throughout Israel who all share an ancestor, Abraham. Today, I'll be speaking with Noor Awad, who is a community activist and a tour guide from the West Bank. He is Palestinian. We are going to be asking him about his upbringing, about his way of life, and just learning some of the culture from the other side of the border that Israelis don't always get to experience or know. So if you're interested in that, you can find all the details on my social media pages or go to Tribe Tel Aviv on Facebook and you will find our Zoom link there. First, we do a talk I am going to host, and then we have a question and answer from the crowd. Don't forget to bring a cocktail to the screen. That is what we do on Mondays for the Sunset Series Happy Hour. And now, let's get to the news. Israel is leading the world and has vaccinated one million people against COVID-19 as of Friday's numbers, which means it has become the first country to vaccinate 10% of its population. This includes 41% of those who are over 60 years old. Israel has far outpaced other countries so far, according to statistics from the Our World and Data website operated by Oxford University. Second place is held by Bahrain, with just over 3% of their population vaccinated, followed by the UK, which has more than 1%, though this data is now a few days old since that report was posted. The US stands at 0.84%, not even 1% of Americans have been vaccinated. This week, a large-scale inoculation center is set up in Tel Aviv's famous Rabin Square. It is aiming to inoculate approximately 5,000 people per day. The vaccination booths will be operated by medical staff from Ikhlov Hospital, starting with vaccinating Tel Aviv residents more than 60 years old and then later all the rest of Israeli citizens. Outside of the older population, however, there are lots and lots of other people getting vaccinated, including young people in my age category, because basically the vaccines, once they're thawed, need to be used. So if your Kupat Cholim or your health organization that you are attached to with your national insurance is offering it, you can call up and get your vaccination. You don't have to wait. You can just call up and see if they have any availability. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is planning to campaign heavily for Arab votes in this coming election, which is scheduled for March 23, 2021. During a visit to the northern Arab-Israeli city of Umm al-Fam to encourage vaccination against coronavirus and congratulate the one millionth Israeli to get vaccinated, Netanyahu said the Arab vote has huge potential. He says, for many, many years, the Arab public was outside the mainstream of leadership. Why? There's no reason. People contribute, people work. Let's go all the way. Be part of the full success story of Israel. That's what I would like to be exemplified in the election. 
So that's what he said on the campaign trail. He also cited the four historic peace agreements with Arab nations as reasons why Arab citizens should see the great things Israel has done and come to the table. Channel 13 reports that Netanyahu is hoping to break the traditional pattern in elections, courting the Arabs in order to get their votes. He hopes that Arab support will help him gain two Knesset seats and reduce backing for the Arab majority joint list. Both tactics, ideally, would make it easier for him to form a coalition after the election in March. During a different talk in an Arab town of Tira, Netanyahu says he's not ruling out placing an Arab lawmaker on his right-wing party list. I'm going to take a moment away from the news to ask you to support this show. You can send over a monthly contribution if you're enjoying the report and think that it brings you value. There's a link in the show notes on the podcast where you can send a $5 or $10 monthly contribution to support the work that goes into the show. The site is anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. You can also refer this show to two friends or leave a review of it on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Now, Back to the news. We've been covering the story of Esther Horgan, the 52-year-old mother of six who was murdered while out on a run near her home in Talmanache, which is a small settlement in the West Bank. Now, the Shin Bet Security Service says they have an official prime suspect, 40-year-old Mohamed Murat Kaba from Tura al-Garbira near Janin, which is a city in the West Bank, an Arab city in the West Bank is the Shin Bet's number one suspect. They believe he carried out this terror attack as revenge for the death of a Palestinian prisoner who died of cancer six weeks earlier. The Shin Bet say Kaba confessed to climbing into the Jewish settlement through a hole in the fence and then waited in the forest for someone to walk by and attack. The victim fought him back, but she couldn't win. He has a criminal record and served time in Israeli jail, but is not apparently tied to any terrorist groups. Kaba was hidden after the murder by four people, two of which were his wives. All have been arrested. We've been covering the sale of the U.S. ambassador's residence in Israel in the beach city of Herzliya, and now there's an update. The Donald Trump administration has officially sold the 1.2-acre land to the big-time casino owner Sheldon Adelson, who supports Trump very much. Apparently, the idea is to finalize the American embassy being moved to Jerusalem and not have a residence north of Tel Aviv where the old U.S. embassy used to be located. Usually, ambassador residences are reasonably close to their embassies, so now that the embassy is no longer in Tel Aviv and has been moved to Jerusalem, I suppose the idea is not to have a residence too far away. The sale is supposed to take place in March of 2021, and by then, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden will have a new Israeli ambassador in the position. 300 new Ethiopian immigrants just made Aliyah, or returned, to Israel on January 1st in the first immigration flight of 2021. In 2015, the Israeli government decided to help the last remaining Jews in Ethiopia make Aliyah, However, the process to get all of them to the Holy Land has been very slow and excruciating for families. Stability in Ethiopia has deteriorated in the last year due to an armed internal conflict with the Tigray region, prolonged food shortages, and the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Efforts to bring the rest of the Ethiopian Jews to Israel are still underway. All right, well, that's it for today's news. 
Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 13 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees. That's 55 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 74 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Thank you, Candace Cohen and Orion Fitlovich, for your contributions to the research and writing. I'll send you off today with Yanir Kalinsky's Kol Ba'ya'ar. He's a Latino multi-instrumentalist inspired by different landscapes and ethnic groups that he's visited around the world. Today he lives in Israel with his wife and five kids. He says he's bringing ethnic colors to traditional Jewish songs and melodies. Enjoy this one. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Da 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 da